Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Wednesday, June 9th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides as the offseason rolls on. Boy, there's been a lot to talk about already this offseason, and it really hasn't gotten underway yet with the actual offseason still a little ways away, just about a month away until the Stanley Cup will be awarded and we'll get on with it with this expansion draft with free agency and the NHL draft and a lot more trade season all in preparations of the 21-22 NHL season. But in this episode, uh, we talked to him just a couple of weeks ago. It is uh, former Flyer assistant coach and head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms now, Ian LaPerriere. And he joins us right now on Flyers Daily. We call you head coach now, Lappy. Hi, thank you. Thanks, but I'm uh, very excited. I'm looking forward to a new challenge in my uh, coaching career. Uh, when did you know that you wanted to get into coaching? Because some players know when they're playing. Some figure it out at the very end. Some figure it out after they're done playing. Uh, you know, towards the end of my career, uh, and you know, uh, 33, 34 years old, I knew I'd, I'd want to stay in the game, and uh, and coaching was something I was um, I was interesting at. And uh, when uh, I had to retire, I met with Omer, and I told him my, you know, he asked me what I wanted to do. I told him my plans, and. Uh, he, um, you know, he helped me out in that regard, and you know, he told me to go towards the player development first because I was still under contract as a coach, as a player. Sorry, and um, and looking back, I think it was a great advice by Omer. I got a chance, I had a chance to get to know that new generation coming up, and now we're talking about it was uh, ten years ago, and uh, and ten years later, you know, I got a head coaching job in the American League, and uh, you know, it started from uh, all the advice that Omer gave me. F- right from the get-go, and uh, it's paying off right now. He, he's been a mentor to a lot of guys um, throughout his career in hockey. He's been in it for so long. And I know you brought him up in, in your availability with the media yesterday when, when it was kind of named publicly as the head coach. Um, you know, you get that kind of advice from him and, and that career path from him. You didn't play in Philadelphia a tremendously long time, but I know that meant a lot to you. Yeah, I did. I mean, like, you know, you meet, uh, you know, we we meet a lot of guys in our career, you know, a lot of people, you go, you know, you meet them and life goes on. And But Homer, like, uh, I'm so glad I met that guy. You know, he brought me here as a flyer. I played here. I got injured. He could have said, well, thank you and have a good day. But no, he, you know, he, he cared about uh, the players that played hard for him. And uh, he took me and many guys, like you said, you know, I got Danny Briere, same thing. Like he helped him out. Danny played longer than me here, obviously, but he's the kind of guy who wants to give it, give back, and that's what he did. He helped me out, and uh, you you, you got to show that you're going to work. But uh, if you do that, he's going to do everything he can to help you out. And I can't thank him enough. Like he's, he's a man that uh, you know, I'll never forget what he did for me and my family. And uh, I just can't say only great things about the man. That's awesome. Um, let me ask you because when you play growing up all those levels you come across so many coaches assisting coaches and they all go into the memory bank sometimes you learn more from from coaches that what not to emulate what to emulate and (laughs) you take all of that information throughout your playing career and you put it into a your mind and and you add your twist to it and your personality to it uh what have you kind of learned over the past 10 years and what did you learn growing up that maybe you're going to take into this experience now being the head guy 
Well, that you know, that's what I did as a player. You know, I was uh, playing with uh, great players that I wasn't even close to be the same kind of player that they were, but uh, took a little thing out of them. What they do, could it work for me as a player? And I did that as a coach too, you know, like uh, when I uh, I coached with Chief at the beginning, you know, like, okay, what do I like about Chief? I like when he does that. Okay, if I would be in that situation, I'd do maybe something different. And, and you just learn f- through, you know, Dave Axtell and uh, A.V. and, you know, all those guys, you try to uh, take uh, what would work with uh, for you, and that's what I did. And at the end of the day, I will be myself, like, you know, but uh, like I said yesterday, the only difference now, I'm not an assistant coach. I got control of the ice time, and uh, and uh, I'll have I'll have that control that I never had before, and that's something I'll have to adjust. But as a person, as an individual, as the way I am, I'm going to have to stay the same because I've been with uh, coaches that coached me before that – because they didn't work one year, they came a different person the next year, and guys read through that. And I wouldn't be happy like that. I wouldn't be comfortable coach like, coaching like that. And I'm just going to be myself. And like, like I said yesterday, I will make mistakes. My coaching staff's going to make mistakes. But at the end of the day, like uh, we're going to be 100% committed. We're going to work hard. And and um, I'm going to expect the same thing from our from my players. You know, mistakes are part of it. But as long as you work in the structure and you work hard. You know, I'll be able to live with that. And it's the same thing with the coaching staff. Yeah, it's the two A words, right? It's about being authentic to yourself because you're right. Players yeah. see through that immediate. If you're trying to be somebody else, it's just, it's and not authentic. It's fake. It's, phony. it's yeah. fake, and they see it, and it's phony. And no I hate it, it, guys. That's it. You lose respect of your room. And uh, I know a bunch of the guys are going to play for me. I met them through camp. They play for us here in Philly, but uh, I, I can go in there and be a different person. And also, like Chuck told me, like he doesn't want me to be a different person. He wants me. To, he's sending me there because he wants me to be myself. And that that was never the plan to change. And um, you know, the way I am, it take me that far in life. I'm I'm not planning on changing. Yeah. The the other part of it too. The other A word is accountability, and and that's going to be something. Um, that's always a big thing in holding players accountable. And you hold the hammer, you hold the ice time hammer. That's like the ultimate hammer in this sport. Um, You know, as an assistant coach, you have a little bit different, you know, of a relationship with players because sometimes you got to be, hey, you know, coach is the hard ass and he's the one coming down hard and you got to go in and almost, you know, that's when you grab the player and that's when you just have like conversations and and connectivity. Uh, As a head coach, do do you know how you'll, you'll handle kind of, each individual player you got to handle differently, but um, you know what your your style would be. I mean, I guess you know it um, in mind, but could you articulate it? I, I know my own. Like I'm going to be honest. Like I can't go wrong with honesty. Like at yeah. the end of the day, I'll be demanding. You know, in the structure and the style of play, I want us to play. And uh, I know as a player, uh, next player, like the only thing I was asking from my coach is to be honest. Okay, why don't I play more? Why don't I do this? So I'll, I'll have the answer for that. Like I won't. I'm there to to have those kids succeed and, uh, you know, to, to be the best player that they can be. And if that takes them to the NHL, great. If not, well, they'll be the best AHL player that they can be. And at the end of the day, I'm going to give them answers and I'm going to demand the way I want the team to play. And uh, if they do have questions, my door's going to be open all the time. I'll be around. It's not like I'm going to be the coach who's going to stay in my office and wait for the kids to come in. I'm going to be... 
you know, talking to those kids, and I like that part of it. I did that as an assistant coach, and it's going to be part of me as a head coach, too. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with honesty. And uh, usually when you're honest with your players, they respect you, and they might not agree with it all the time. But if you do have uh, rules and, uh, you know, you, you, you communicate with your players, well, they, 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 they'll, keep, they'll respect you, and they'll keep that respect. But one of the things – at players love is just never wondering what the coach thinks of them. You know, it's one of the things that pe- players that play for John Tortorella mentioned quite often that, that they liked about him was you always knew where you stood. And, and that yep. is important. Is, is that something that's become more important with today's young athlete maybe than ever lap? Well, I think so. But even like when I played, you know, you wanted that coach to be a little bit, uh, to be honest, you know, but uh uh, it's, it's, it was a different era, but I, I really do feel like today, like, you know, they might not like it, but they, they want honesty. And at the end of the day, that's the way I'm going to be. And if they don't like it, well, <laughs> too bad that's, uh, you know, they won't be able to go and tell their agent, well, he never told me. Well, I'll, I'll make sure it's clear if, you know, if they don't if they don't play the way I want them to play, they don't play in the style of play that we want to play and they don't work hard or they're out of shape. You know, I mentioned that yesterday and you know, I get, I, I know what it is to be in shape for a hockey player. You know, I've been there, you know, I'm still, are. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, but not for, you know, I'm in shape, but not hockey shape. And, but I know the difference here, like, uh, and that's what I'm, I'm going to demand. And it's part of the development part. I mean, I'm, they're sending me down there just to help those kids become pros. And uh, to be a pro, you need to be committed to your sport and to be committed to your sport, you need to train. And take care of your body. You know, it's it's whatever you put in your body and the way you train after practice, after games, the little things that it's part of being a pro. When I started, it wasn't that like that. It was more like guys wouldn't work out. It was work out in the summer, but during the, the, the season, they didn't. Well, now it's a different animal. It's a different... Uh, it's a different league. It's a different uh, business, and uh, I really need to implement those um, those good habits uh, right from the get-go. And uh, I'm going to be again. I'm going to be direct. I'm going to be clear. I'm going to be honest to those players. They're going to know what I expect from them, and in the gym, and on the ice, and off the ice, and uh, there won't be any gray area. They're going to know exactly what I want. You know, the, I always refer to those, even coaching youth teams or high school teams that I've been a part of a staff on, I've always, guys, these are the non-negotiables. Like, don't even fight this. This this part's not negotiable. This, this part's not a, a democracy. Either you do it's this funny or you it's don't. It's funny you're, you're using that term, non-negotiable, because I had our trainer here made, a, like he's got a couple boards I want to put in the locker room up there, and that's the, that's the, that's the word, non-negotiable, right there. I got a couple yeah. areas that... Uh, there's room that you know you'll be able to do whatever you want, but there's other places on the ice that I will demand. And again, non-negotiable. That's the that's the phrase I get on that board, and it's just funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, the preparing these players to put them in a position to succeed, you got to control the controllable, right? And fitness. Mm-hmm. Is, is one of those things. Effort. Th- those are things a player can control. You're going to go through s- bouts in, in your growth as a player. There's going to be peaks and valleys. You're going to you know, go cold and not be scoring for a period of time. But as long as you can, can keep controlling the controllable, those things will turn around. Yeah, and that's my job to make sure they do. Like It is my job to make sure they understand that message and uh, 
And if they do, if they listen to me, like I can live with mistakes. I can't, you know, mistakes are part of the game and I get it. It's a hockey, it's a game of mistakes, hockey is. But at the end of the day, you got to stick into the structure and you got to be a hardworking guy on and off the ice. And that, it's non-negotiable like you use that. That's that's non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about um, Elaine Vigneault in the last two years working under him because I know he was very supportive mm-hmm. of this. And um, as a fellow French-Canadian, you guys have a camaraderie and the whole staff does. You guys always just seem like when we were around the team the prior year before this, maybe, maybe it would have been different this year. It was a tough year, but um, – you know, just what have you learned from AV? Uh, he's a pro's pro when it comes to coaching. He's been coaching a long time. He's got a high yeah. pedigree and a lot of success. So what would you learn from him? What would you pick up? Well, he's very uh, composed. Not uh, No panic in his uh, demeanor, you know, uh, in the coach's room. And that's one thing that uh, he, he never let anything uh, get to him, which it comes with experience, too. Like, you know, he's been coaching forever, a lot of success, one of the best coach ever. And, uh, you know, uh, that's more mostly what I learned from him, how to handle people around him, how to listen to people around him, which he's really good at. And uh, at the end of the day, had coach make the decision, but you have to listen. Uh, you know, you have to surround yourself with strong people, maybe stronger people in some areas, which is good. And uh, you listen to them, you make the decision at the end of the day, but you do listen to your people. He's not afraid to... Uh, to give credit away and uh, take the blame from, you know, from special team or anything. He's that kind of guy, but uh, he's very, um, yeah, he's very chill and very composed. And that's one thing that I learned from him big time. I've always said that if you see your, your coach is your leader in a lot of ways, maybe not a player, mm-hmm. but he's a leader of the team. And if your coach is panicking, then that sends shockwaves, right? If the coach seems calm, it's like, oh, he's calm. It's not that you know, we're reeling right now. It's not that big of a deal. Look how calm he is. If it was, if it was, a, it was life or death here, we, he'd be freaking out. And when he's not, that allows people kind of to put the, okay, let me put my head down and do my job. <laughs> I think it's a great trait. Yeah, you're right on. If you panic behind the bench, the players are feeling it. They hear it. They're oh. they're squeezing their sticks and they go on the ice and they're panicking too. And that's one thing that you know, I'm an emotional guy. I get, uh, you know, I wear my emotion on my sleeves, but. That's something I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see how I'm going to react. I'm you know I'm going to talk to myself and make sure I'm staying in control. But you have to, I have to, because you know my players are going to feel that, and uh, I don't need to. I need, I don't need them to feel that. And uh, it's one thing that I'm looking forward to uh, to test drive, I guess. You know, because as an assistant coach, you're in the game. You're you know, you're, you're part of it, you're watching, but you don't have control of who's going out. Like, you know, we have three, uh, two assistants, me and Mike Terrier don't don't really tell AV who to put on the ice, the, the matchup and everything, and that's what's something I'm looking forward to do. Yeah, one of the things, too, is, you know, there's enough pressure with the game. You don't need to add to it. <laughs> you know? Correct. I mean, these guys yeah. are playing for their livelihoods. Let me ask you this, because um, – you know, was one of the reasons why you wanted to stay in the game, not just because you love the game, but because you crave the com- competition of it. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's, what, that's one of the hard things, too, when, when you retire, is you had the rigidity of being a player and going to the rink and practice and where to be and when to be there and all that. But also you have to, if, if you're a super competitor, and the way you played, Lap, you were a competitor. I mean, you spilled it all every shift you had, and, and you put your body on the line. You know, was that one of the reasons why you wanted to stay in the game too? Because you just needed to feed that competitive drive? 
For sure. Like you're, you're an athlete. You like to challenge yourself. And even after, uh, you know, I stopped playing, I got into those triathlons just to compete myself, to compete, like you know, just to have that adrenaline rush. And I'm in coaching because of that. You know, you want that. I can't play anymore, but at the end of the day, I'm still competing. I'm still looking for answers instead of, you know, it's just in my nature, and uh, and that's why, like, I'm that there's no bigger challenge for me in my life right now than taking a team over and uh, help develop those young guys and make sure they compete and they become uh, a better player. To, you know, at the end of the year than when I had them at the beginning of the year. And uh, it's the competitor in me who wants that, and now I have a chance to do it. And I'm really looking forward to help those kids become pros and uh, get themselves better every day and with a good attitude. And that's my philosophy. I'm a positive guy by nature. I want to go down there. It's going to be ups and downs like every season. You know, it's a marathon. But I'm going to make sure we're on the positive side and uh, make sure those guys get better every day. It's one of the things, like, some coaches or general managers say when they're in between jobs and they go into the media, at first it's great because there is no pressure to win, but they ultimately go back to the game because they need that pressure to win. It's, it's almost addictive. Um, you know, one of the things about the Phantoms that's great is you got a great barn and you got a great fan base up there uh, yeah. for that, with, with that team. Uh, how much are you looking forward to this year, not only being normal, but having fans back as well? Yeah, you know what? The great setup down there. It's uh, I was impressed. Like up there, it was. Uh, first class. I've seen it before. I've seen it before, but first class. I had lunch with the Brooks brothers. First class organization. The owners are great. The brothers are great, and uh, the fans. You know, they're they're like they're same breed as the Flyers fans. You know, they're a little bit uh, up there, like you know, up north and. It's just uh, the same vibe, same people. Like you know, they 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 care about their team. They 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 care about the team working and um, you know working hard and working smart. Yes, they want us to win, but they they want the guys to compete. And uh, I can't wait to see people in the buildings. And it's something that I'm looking forward big time. Yeah, that's one of the one of the, just watching these playoffs and seeing it and going like, wow, these full barn. I went there. to the 76ers game last week. And it was oh, something. Just see people around. It was uh, it was amazing. There's an energy. Did you like? You feel the energy of it immediately, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Especially at the Sixers game, I, and I've been there a long time ago, but I forgot the the atmosphere and people. Like it's it's moving the whole game, and I went with my oldest, and it was uh, just a great time. Oh, that's awesome. Last thing for you, mm-hmm. uh, you got to fill out a staff. Um, I know you guys aren't ready to announce anything yet in regards to your staff, but. You know, surrounding yourself. I, I love what you just said a couple minutes ago because you said, you know, having people around you sometimes that know what you don't know is really important. I, I've always said, you know, A-level managers or A-level bosses, they never hire people that know what they don't know because they're threatened by it. But the yeah. A-level guys do and because they know that they'll help them. And, you know, you hire a guy to do his job. He's a specialist in a certain area. You let him do his job. Uh, how do you anticipate yep. filling out their staff? Well, that's something I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting uh, tons of email right now and phone calls from uh, people I know in the game, and I get that, and I'm going to return their calls if they listen here. It's just like it's been busy couple days here. Um, you know, the way I see it, like you know, I'm allowed to have two assistant coaches. 
uh, Bill, who's already there, is going to be one of our assistant coach too. But uh, you know, I'm on uh, up front. I'm looking for a guy. Who, and I got a couple guys in mind already, but like uh, they're on their contract. I'm going to have. I'm going to have to see what's going to happen with them. But like more a skill guy who's got a different view of the game than I do. Like in, on the skill side of things, and can relate to our skill forwards. And on the D side, like it's more like a guy who played the position. Who, who, and both of those guys I'm looking are guys that have AHL experience. I'm not in a position right now to groom an assistant coach you know I, I do have a lot on my plate and I've never coached in the American League and uh, for me it's very important to have two guys that uh, coach before coach in the AHL before and know that they know the league and uh, and especially on D I need a guy that played the position and uh, that's something that uh, that's in my, on my mind right now you know obviously I, I want to build my staff as soon as I can but I will take my time you know contracts are ending like co- coaches contract are ending at the end of the month in June, uh, June 30th and um, I'm not planning on announcing anything uh, before the beginning of July just to make sure like I, 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 see I have the best uh, candidate out there for our young guys down there and uh, it's going to be a process I'm not in a rush to do anything yet yeah, take your time, do it right. Um, you want to give out your yep. email? I know some people would love to uh, put their hat in the ring. <laughs> Trust me, so they find my email somehow because it's it's popping left and right in there. But it's good, it's good. More more people, I, you know, I can talk to, and uh, it's going to help my decision for sure. No doubt, uh, Lap. I appreciate you checking in. I know it's a really busy time. You got lots of meetings, and you got a lot of planning to do. Uh, again, congratulations, man. Uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate thanks, that. Um, nothing but great success for you and happy for you and your family. I really appreciate the time as always. And hey, just because you're with the Phantoms doesn't mean you, you don't you avoid me. Now we, we still No, no, you call me. You got my number. Just call <laughs> me. You got my number. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Thanks to Ian LaPerriere for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. And uh, we'll be back on Friday with another brand new episode. So everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You can leave us a, a rating and review if you like. Leave us one of those five-star ratings and a great review, and we would really appreciate it. In the meantime, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Friday's edition of Flyers Daily.